You're listening to Kevin and the Spleen. No one's gonna ever love me. 1098.5 Radio QWX. Real quick. Bussin' no cap. No, 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 no cap. Really smack you in the ass with flavor. There you go. This show is about depression, anxiety, PTSD, and chronic illness. We going quick. Quick, 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 quick. We're trying to keep you on the path to the ride home on the evening time. It's a fucking zoo. <laughs> Make it quick. Get the Quicks Radio. White lives do not matter. everybody it's time to make some crazy money are you ready here we go that's right it's time for the spleen psycho simoleon giveaway baby line up outside the building for your chance to either get pelted with rocks or thirty thousand dollars all right that's 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 the whole bit that's all i had <laughs> uh, well what's up kevin how's it going you know, I mean, WTRP obviously is one of my favorite shows based off of like our, the D&D character name and all that. And that does sound like a WTRP episode right there. Oh, well, you know what it really is, is uh, the intro from Crazy Taxi, but just with a couple words added to the end. Um, so we got a corker of a guest, you guys, and I really want to introduce him. But first, I just want to take a quick moment to say uh, last week I talked about being a narcissist. I'm not off of that yet. But however, I don't think I, I realized that the way I use diagnosis is very loose and non-medical. And I feel like I don't think that's how other people think about it. So anything I said that speaks to you, it didn't. No, it didn't. You're, you're wrong to think that. Um, <laughs> I was talking in general terms about beha- behavioral patterns I was observing. And uh, do, not, do not listen to that podcast and go, oh, I must be a narcissist if Spencer thinks he is. That's wrong. That's very wrong. That's not a good way to think. <laughs> It's a good way to be an insane hypochondriac like I am. Um, so, so hey, you know, I, I I don't think there was like damage done necessarily, but you know, the thing is, I just talk out of my ass, and uh, when you have a platform, that <laughs> actually can hurt people, <laughs> and I don't know that it did, but uh, hey, you know, I, I gotta think more about it. Uh, I constantly realize this and forget. So hey, but we're not here to forget things. We're here to remember things. Remember fond friendships and uh, and uh, you know the nostalgia. Uh, we got a great guest for you guys uh, from the internet, uh, from his videos on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, check him out. Uh, we uh, the the man who should have been asked how he wanted to be introduced. <laughs> you song is here. What's Hi. Up? Let's get loose and un- un- unmedical, baby. Let's do it yeah is you know i go like i i just say things like oh i'm so you know this or that and i don't i don't mean it as like i definitely need medicine i just mean it like there's a pattern i noticed and i'm calling that out and then people you know but that's not how people should approach medicine and uh, that's not how i pr- approach medicine that's how i approach self-analysis which is right. also not something you should do you should get a therapist and not self-analyze like i do you know go ahead i, <laughs> I am guilty of the same pattern of like thinking and like over self-analysis constantly but i think what intrigued me the most is our like i'm definitely a hypochondriac like if i touch my front doorknob i have to wash my hands you know what i mean because (laughs) like in my mind i'm thinking like i've taken out the trash before and 
I've touched the doorknob with trashy hands and thus I have to like, so are you a hypochondriac when it comes to like big things or like, like I genuinely like need to wash my hands after like a lot of activities that I don't think most people would probably wash their hands after. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, I think it's really more of, you know, the Googling your symptoms sickness, you know, sure. yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. just like, oh, I gotta have, you know, my, my balls hurt. So I must have, you know, <laughs> cancer. I mean, my brother had cancer, so it's a bit more like, oh, I wonder if there's a family history, you know, he's fine, but you know, it's not, <laughs> it is, it is. I'm just saying like it, it, any person thinking that might be crazy, but you know, and I'm still crazy, but, but Hey, uh, but I don't know how much of a, you know, if you ask my doctor, he says, I'm just making things up. He doesn't think I'm a hypochondriac at all. You know? Right. Right. Well, I'm, I hope your balls don't hurt. That's I, I, I focused in on that, which was definitely not the point of your sentence, but just truly as a friend, I hope your balls are okay. No, maybe like five years ago, there was a point where my balls hurt for maybe a week or so, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I ended up looking up and the thing is like, it's not like a twinging pulsating pain. It's like like ball cancer pain is apparently very steady. You know, it doesn't it doesn't ever abate. And so I was like, okay, it must not be that. But hey, you know, there's there's a thing. That's that's what it is. And if you think you have a burst appendix, try touching your appendix. If uh, you explode in agony, you do. Otherwise, you might just have a kidney stone. These are these are things I have learned. <laughs> Yeah. There's there's a really thin line describing like fears about your balls and the language that's used in like AO3 fan fiction, like really horny fan fiction. <laughs> uh, I, I just appreciated some of the, the adverbs and the adjectives that were used to describe that. Sure. Uh, so AO3, that feels like AO is like adults only. Yeah, it's it's archive of our own, which uh, I archive I, of our own. I came into my own reading Final Fantasy X. Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy VII fanfiction on fanfiction.net. But kids these days look up Genshin Impact fanfiction on Archive of Our Own, shortened to AO3, you know? Right. And none of them have, have, have ever heard of Half-Life 3 full-life consequences, you know, the pinnacle of fanfiction, in my opinion. But I, you know what's I, crazy? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I unfortunately have it, but now I'm going to ask for a link after the show. It's it's a, he, Gordon Freeman has, I think, a brother, and he's like, I have to face full life consequences <laughs> and it's like you know it's like i don't know it, it was a meme up for a while so i don't know if it's real or not but it's, it's I'll, I'll send it to you and maybe kevin could put it in a footnote of the podcast don't do that kevin uh kevin started writing it down but uh you know that's too much work for kevin i'll, I'll you know just look it up but <laughs> well i'll give you 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 song doesn't have to look up mm-hmm. but you guys will but it's crazy i wanted to talk about fucking fan fiction on the podcast uh yeah. isn't that crazy I yeah. I think of fan fiction as like I think it's like a really easy punching bag, but I think like deeper down in my soul, I'm like I honestly really applaud people who write in any context, whether it's like Sonic the Hedgehog or you're writing your own IP or just like you're writing in general. I think the other interesting thing about fan fiction is that it is how I like as a younger child encountered like lewd stuff for the first time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was like it's 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 a lot of people's like you know coming online moments when you read about a one shot of naruto and sasuke you know it's it's hard to avoid (laughs) did you did you enter fan fiction through that kind of like lascivious back alley or was it more like wholesome i think for me it was always uh like jokes like people would post Mm. about ones that were specifically funny and crazy and that's how it would happen upon it you know right um i but like 
I, I don't know. Like, I, I agree that it's really impressive. You know, anything people do uh, is oh, anything you publish online is kind of either. <laughs> it's either an expression of bravery or like madness you know? yeah yeah exactly yeah and i'd say most of it was more bravery uh although maybe some of it's at least a little bit mad but maybe that's there's bravery in that too but i don't know what well, i was just thinking i was talking to a friend of mine um about for all mankind or for the good of mankind or whatever for all mankind i think have you heard of this have you seen i this? haven't heard of this what about you kevin nothing no so I don't think that this is necessarily an accurate view of the show based on what my friend was telling me, but mm -hmm. the way they were talking about it, it seemed very much like the show was about fan It was like a fan fiction of America, which was like, I, I mean, any fictional thing could be cast as a fan fiction, but it's like, for me, a big part of fan fiction is what if blank, 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 right? You know, mm -hmm. and then you kind of spin that off. And then in this, it's like, what if America like teamed up with Russia, the space race or something like that? But that's not right. Just, people are going to correct me, but, but it's just like, what if, and, and that's a great starting point for, you know, storytelling. But if that's the whole thing, it kind of just feels like, yeah, but that didn't happen. And you don't really have like a particularly in interesting take. And again, I don't know what the show is, but it made me start thinking of fan fiction of someone's life, like real life fan fiction. Um, because I have been listening to this podcast called Benjamin Walker's theory of everything. And he mixes interviews with just, uh, fictional writings. And most of the writings are in the first person. And so it comes off because he's a consistent narrator, as opposed to telling multiple stories from different perspectives. So it just comes off as like, it's fan fiction of his life. Like he says like, Oh, I was at the airport. And then eventually he gets to a place where it's like, okay, clearly he wasn't at the airport, but then it's like, but if this is fiction, it's not really very interesting. Cause like part of the space mm. he's playing with is like making it seem vaguely real and then escalating it. But once you know the gag, it's like, well, I don't care about it. This is just a guy's fan fiction of his life interspersed with interviews and discussion. That is really interesting, but it's just a very strange, I don't know, man. Uh, but yeah, I like, can kind of see that, like that, like kind of like uncount uncanny Valley line where it toes too close to reality. Like uh, what you were saying about like, no, 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 that that's someone's life. It's, it's, I have a complicated relationship with the musical Hamilton in that. I think that like, it's only, um, <laughs> Uh, I think the songs are really catchy. It's infected my brain like a tapeworm, but mentally, you know, um, but mm -hmm. it's also only been shown to me by people who probably have never listened to Kendrick Lamar being like, wow, rap music is Kent. Wow. You know, um, but I also I genuinely think that some of the songs are good. It's very complicated, uh, but there's a ton. There's a million like gigabytes worth of Hamilton fan fiction out there. And I'm like, you cannot write fan fiction about Thomas Jefferson, even though I know that you're talking about the actor who portrayed Thomas Jefferson in the musical Hamilton. That was a real guy and he was not handsome and he would not have said these things. I don't know if they had abs, you know what I mean? So it's just yeah. it, it, like that, even though I can kind of like consciously understand that they're writing about the actors from the musical, it, it, it was like, oh, this, this feels too weird. Cause that's a real human being with like real human life. Like, ugh. yeah. Yeah. And I guess like, 
those people are famous, but it doesn't feel like the same kind of famous as like Brad Pitt or something, where it's maybe yeah. a bit more quote unquote normal for it to be about Brad Pitt. I don't know. Uh, this is very interesting uh, to have do a complicated you, relationship with Hamilton. Go ahead. Have you? And I have certainly never gone to this subreddit. Let's just say that my friend has gone to this subreddit. Someone who isn't you went there. Let's just say like my friend Yudong went to this subreddit and mm -hmm. he, there's a subreddit where people like role play, but it's like very like um, like NSFW 18 plus kind of role play. Very, sure. very lewd in content. But there's a lot of like wish fulfillment. That's like, hey, we will write to each other in. And I don't want to shame any of this because I'm pretty sure I'm into like, quote unquote, weirder stuff than what this is. But like, um. Like I will role play as a celebrity and we can, we can do our, like, I write something like, like dirty messaging to one another. Do you like, it, it just, it was strange to me to think about, but I think a lot of people really like fan fiction and really like other thinking about celebrities because it is an easy way for their imagination to visualize what's happening. You know, I don't know. Do yeah. You, do you get that kind of appeal or like, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think, you know, people are just interested in stuff and then they have imaginations and the imaginations go in wild places. And then they're like, wait, actually, yeah, this is kind of something, you yeah. know, and then they kind of just take that and run with it. I think specifically like sexual role playing seems like just good uh, ways to deal with uh like the archetypes you know it's like you could say like oh i'm a cool slim man with 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 lightly graying hair and a in a perky nice coat you know i love a perky coat yeah. or you could you know just like you could you could shortcut it all and be like i you know i'm a i'm a jk simmons or something you know and you get right. like a lot of things really quick and you get it because it's all about you know like role playing and there's a lot of like various fantasies but like power fantasy is one of them and like mm -hmm. you know wealth fantasy is maybe another one and i think it's like just a shortcut of like you know i like all of these things let's just use this and it's very easy for other people to grok you know for lack yeah. of a better term good thing i'm um, sitting down the perky coat imagery really is it's doing something <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm feeling some kind of way, but uh, you know, I I too have a complicated relationship with the musical Hamilton. Um, have you heard about this, Hugh Song? Are you aware of this? I I I don't know of your relationship with Hamilton, and I feel like I I'm missing an essential part of the lore right now. Well, everybody, there's the the idea that there's lore is the kind of thought that makes me go, maybe I'm a narcissist, you know. <laughs> but uh, 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 so. What you mentioned is the rap being like, is like, have these people listened to Kendrick Lamar? And the thing is, that was my takeaway when I was hearing marketing and advertising for mm -hmm. it. The rapping was like, I don't know, like stomp, clap, stomp, clap, clap, rapping or something, you know? <laughs> and so just hearing that in the, the marketing and that in like audio trailers that I heard on NPR or whatever, right. uh, I was like, what the fuck is going on? So then mm -hmm. on Twitter, I posted most of my thoughts or you know i posted a, a shitty version again like me not thinking about the consequences of my platform um like and what i posted was i don't get the appeal of hamilton mm -hmm. is it just that it's white approved rap because it being in like this musical context this broadway show context made it feel like it's making it safer for like a consumptive public and then when i heard hearing the things i'm like well this isn't good rap by any metric so like what what am i getting into and so what i think part of the appeal is 
is not even the rap. I think people are like, yeah, the raps are not good. And what I like is the more musical music numbers, you know, the more mm. songy kind of things. And I can accept that. That's like, it gets into the show tunes and stuff that it's not my back, but I definitely get why people would dig it. And so that made sense to me. And I wish I would have learned that before I uh, posted that because what did happen was I did <laughs> post it and someone added Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> And he saw it, and I think he was like, oh, the Sixler, and he followed me on Twitter for a brief moment before looking at the tweets, because apparently he claimed, I believe this is true, but this is a claim he made to have listened to Harmontown and be aware of me. So he was like, oh, Spencer, follow. And then looking at it, the tweet is like, oh, man, Spencer shit on me hard. And then so he was like, you know, I, I, I know it's not as good as your dungeon mastering or, or no, not that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm being a narcissist. Uh, I know it's not as good as Dan's raps, but I hope you'll give it a chance, you know. Um, and, and, and then he said something like along the lines of, and this is very fair, uh, along the lines of like, oh, I, I, I think it's great if people like check the thing out before judging it or whatever which you know makes more sense when the thing doesn't cost a million dollars to access or whatever but hey i i get that and and so and because he's lin manuel miranda suddenly you know i'm getting shit stormed which is fine yeah. whatever but it's just a very funny thing um that happened and then <laughs> i want i want to say like are you okay because that's i know that happened probably like years ago but i'm like damn like you know you're you're entitled to your opinion like even if it is like a, a bad call or maybe not the right place or the right like tone or whatever like that's i think there's pretty traumatizing problematic the, you know yeah. yeah um but anyway that's that's wild oh my god i had no idea that that was a part of the history yeah but i think that's the thing is i agree that i'm entitled to my i think to the extent that i regret anything it's like i think i was putting a weird like white viewpoint on like the works of like a mixed race kind of uh person you know and i think like white approved rap is a really bad way to kind of express what i was like really thinking you know and maybe mm -hmm. the thought itself is like weird and racially biased you know so that that's what i think was bad about that but other than that yeah i think that it was just a unfortunate situation but the crazy thing i don't know i, I, I love it when you talk but i have another story <laughs> go ahead <laughs> Wait, okay, I'll, I'll just as really quickly. I think no, no, that I like I can see where you're coming from because the way that I was introduced to Hamilton is like, oh my God, it's probably the reason that people are really like, you know, going wild over it is because the Broadway audience probably doesn't listen to a lot of rap and like, yeah, this, you know, and, and so that was like, oh, okay, well, I'm not gonna, you know, that's cool. Like, that's, that's, and cool that's a they, much nicer way of saying the same <laughs> thing or a similar thing. But but Spencer behind closed doors, like I am, I am saying some stuff about unseasoned foods. I am saying some stuff about systemic privilege. I am I am saying some. I'm spitting some fire. The, the amount of times I've ironically said immigrants, we get the job done. Oh boy, oh boy, howdy! It is. You know, I'm I, I'm not saying that I have, but if I did, I would probably get in trouble in Twitter, the free marketplace of ideas. Um, so I'm just saying, you're not completely alone in your opinion with the appropriate amount of nuance i would love to hear your story right but i i yeah i do just yeah but i do think you know i do think that people kind of weren't excited about the rap but him being a person from freestyle love supreme or whatever i think it it primes someone who hasn't listened to it to to assume it must be rap related especially when that's mm -hmm. a big part of the trailers but but yeah mm -hmm. um okay so uh, Harmontown used to be at the castle. I don't know if, yes. if, if, yes. So uh, it got shut down because it wasn't allowed to do that. 
<laughs> and I don't know. Usually you make something aloud before you do the thing. Uh, but hey, um, so we were doing a show and right. the weird thing about the entrances is the way people tried to enter the show. Oh, no, we lost Spencer. what was the groom of the, the Starbucks. Oh, how did we lose me? You, you froze for about three seconds there. You might need to repeat the last thing you just said. Oh, so at Starburns at the green room, can you guys hear me? Okay. At the green room, that was like the obvious way to enter the building. So everyone tried to enter through the green room. Um, now I'm still yeah, going through. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um, and so multiple people kept walking into the green room and I was like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the guy who cares about anything. Um, so I'm going to stand outside mm -hmm. of the door and if people try to come in, I'm going to say, oh, actually the entrance is around the back. And so these two like, you know, sexy hipster, hipster guys walk up and they just look me like, Nolan. you know, they look cooler than Harmontown fans. Go ahead. It was me and Nolan, right? That you're referring to. <laughs> yeah. So you and Nolan walk up Yeah. and you're like, Hey, here for the show. And I was like, oh, the actual entrance is, uh, around back and um and but i don't think i said that i don't think i said that to him in this in this circumstance you, you said to no one you said if you're gonna come through here you officially approve of whitewashed rap right right no what what, what i what i i didn't say that but i think i i asked what his name was because he kind of had the air of someone who felt like they were supposed to walk in. And sometimes mm. Dan's like, oh, by the way, I called someone and said they can come through or whatever. And I don't hear that. But so like I, he they seemed a little bit like different than the other people that I'd shoot away. And um, and so I was trying to be a little more tactful. And I was like, oh, what's your name is or whatever. And the guy's like, uh, uh, this guy has short hair, by the way. And the guy's like, oh, Lynn. And I was like, oh, Lynn and uh and then it's not registering to me and and like uh i think he doesn't feel like he wants to spell it out for me and i think i figure it up fast enough i figure it out fast enough so that he doesn't have to spell it out for me but then i'm like oh yeah right this way but that was lin-manuel miranda the oh guy God. who you know is only on my radio like we're only <laughs> He only knows me, you know, other than the Harmon's out from like this big Twitter shit storm, you know, that, you know, he, he brought down on my head, you know, not intentionally or whatever, but right. it's like, that's like, I don't know. What if it was, it's, it's, it's like if, if you were driving along and I like threw a rock at your car and then you went to like the gas station and then I'm the gas station attendant, you know, it's like, it's like a really weird coincidence and. And it's Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's like, it's a weird, it's crazy to have any story with a person that famous. It's crazy to have two that are weirdly <laughs> connected. This you know, is, I don't know. This is uh, coincidentally what my power role play celebrity sexual fantasy is. <laughs> so thank you for describing it to me. Yeah. So, so, so you, were you saying that you actually write on the fan fiction sites? Like no, in, the, in I, the Reddit? I, I mean, like I'm embarrassed by a lot of the stuff that I have written, but I've, I've, sure. I've, I've never happened to write any fan fiction. I consumed a ton of it when I was like a teenager, you know, and I didn't yeah. realize there was like audio visual <laughs> pornography out there. <laughs> hey man, you know, the, the biggest sensory organ is the freaking brain or the so skin, depending true. on who you ask, you know, Yeah, there's a lot of skin. It turns out <laughs> people don't think about that. <laughs> uh okay 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 you ever think about whether or not you're a narcissist you song i think like what is the difference between like it, it, I, I i lately i've been so like 
depressed. And so I get that there's like a really, I have a really mean voice in my head that undercuts everything that I say. But whenever, whenever I hear you say that you're a narcissist, I'm like, what if you just have like a kind of popular show? Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Uh, but I was just curious. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think I'm in a position where I don't know what I want mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I have a purpose. And in lieu of either of those things, it's like, well, what do I do? You know, other than read yeah. the one piece manga, you know, <laughs> wait, Which, wait, 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 not the point, but are you reading one piece? <laughs> yeah. I'm on like chapter 449. Are you, have you, are you, you know, caught up or anything? I, I, one piece I'm too scared to get into because it's like mm-hmm. literally like thousands of volumes, right? It is like, famously long or infamously long but good yeah i think it's very close to 1100 uh chapters right now um Mm -hmm. so i'm about a third of the way through which i got in about a week of you know pretty hardcore uh hyper focus yeah i i think what is really relatable is that i i i obviously i think i'm like i'm really scared that i'm self-obsessed whenever i'm hanging out with my significant other it like manifests itself in like i always want to ask her how she's doing to like an annoying and ultimately emotionally damaging extent because i'm like my, my self-loathing voice is like you are so self-obsessed that if you don't check in and you are left to your natural rhythms and desires you will only think about yourself you selfish piece of shit so you have to ask so i can relate to you in the fear of not wanting to be a narcissist um yeah yeah oh go ahead no no no, no, no. Oh. please go ahead <laughs> i was gonna say that in in terms of like patterns like like patterns of self-obsession or patterns of self-interest or whatever Mm-hmm. I think when you have a low self image and you do deal with a lot of self doubt and stuff like that, insecurity, uh, you know, the, the, the various personal demons, um, I think that, uh, there's this tendency to be all like, well, what I will fit, what will fix me is other people telling me I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And other people sure. liking me. And so I think then that kind of twists into, I'm going to make sure everyone is comfortable and okay. And I'm going to accommodate as hard as I can. So they will like me, which is kind of different than how would you would engage if you were say an emotionally secure person, just engaging in a, in a, in a relationship of give and take with that person. You know, it's like, it's like once you gone all like, Oh, it's fine. Like I'm not in danger. Then you can kind of interact in a lot more organic nuanced way, but you know, the kind of like putting like part of it that I don't like in myself is that assuming everyone hates me is a really dark characterization of a lot of people I think highly of. Right. So Mm -hmm. if, if my good friend, if I'm thinking like my good friend doesn't like me, he's only hanging out with me because he feels sorry for me. You know, he's constantly annoyed by me. That's like, that's a really mean person who I wouldn't necessarily be friends with. And I'm casting my friend as that person, you know? And so I think like, even if it doesn't super consciously come across as, Oh, that person, like my friend, even if he doesn't have the thought, Oh, Spencer thinks I don't like him very much or whatever. Even if that's not the thought, I think that kind of energy can be kind of destabilizing with destabilizing because it's like, well, what's, what's the disconnect here? You know, it's like, it's clear you're operating in this way. Like you're about to be kicked all the time and here I am never having kicked you. And so it's like, am I doing something? Is something about this not working? You know? And I guess that's like, gets to what people say when it's like, oh, if you don't fix yourself, you know, if you don't love yourself, how you supposed to love anybody else can i get an amen you know 
have. Yeah, yeah. You've also listened to the Ed Sheeran songs that I've been listening to. Um, no, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Like, I, I, I think that, like, um, I, I think that, like, you know, the, the, it sounds like, and I do the same thing too, where it's like, oh, I carry around so much, like pressure and expectations and like mm-hmm. self-doubt that it's like how are you ever supposed to really just sit down and like get coffee with someone you know like exactly. by, like and and what you were saying with before of like oh i just need to make sure like i'm so accommodating oh dude i'm like always like even if i'm even if we go to a coffee shop i'm gonna be like I'm going to make sure Spencer has the best time. I'm going to make sure he's the most comfortable. I'm going to try to embarrass myself so that he doesn't feel embarrassed. I'm going to do all this stuff. But then at the end of the day, like 365 days of that, I've I've finally started to fucking realize and like literally in the last few weeks, like if I keep doing that, I will be a husk of a human because I have Mm -hmm. no energy left and it's eating me alive because I have no idea what I want. And so like that accommodating thing, it's so poisonous yeah and like the 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 thing of the energy like the energy you're expending isn't necessarily helpful energy anyway you know so it's like that that might not be what that person wants in that moment so you're like i'm going on i'm doing i'm i'm throwing my coat into the 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 puddle and stuff and it's like but that makes me like so you're actively but i I, what you just said like okay like i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing or something or lack of purpose i can't remember yeah in in start trying to research go ahead what no no no. i'm just agreeing with you no, I thought I heard something. Sorry. <laughs> yeah 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 i just i just can't hear very well uh this is another thing i'm dealing with um but uh okay but so in my research about narcissism like one of the things i was coming up with is that it comes in some way from not knowing your purpose and what you want because mm. if you if like because that's your rudder right that's your your path and then you can interpret things in terms of am i doing this to get on the path is this like a distraction from the path but if you don't have like a a driving focus driving force then you're just kind of adrift and you're like i hope that like bird's not gonna dive bomb me you know it's not like like you (laughs) you're not focusing on the thing that moves you so you're only focusing on things that'll like attack and harry you as opposed to you know the things that matter to your purpose or not like if you've hypothetically found your purpose and then you might interpret threats and be like yeah but that's not that's not relevant to what i'm doing so it's not really a threat you know and so that's something i've been trying to that's like what i was trying to write down is like trying to figure out i put it on my wall uh just the idea of a purpose like and i'm trying to figure out like what i want to do what i like and don't like and stuff and this is the most generic thing in the world and i think probably on some level most humans feel this very generically and then get more specific answers but for me right now it's well I want to help people and I want to make stuff but make stuff means like I want to like tape garbage and staple pieces of trash together or it means <laughs> I want to write or make podcasts or funny videos you know sure. or just it means like whatever like make a make a computer program like it's a, like w- like making things means so many things and I think all humans have like creative urge you know but and all humans probably want to help people on some level so it's not really specific but hopefully I can find something that feels like it, it satisfies both of those things you know yeah do you ever get like it uh, listening to you say that made me really angry for yourself and for me like like for example if i was a a parent right now and god fucking forbid but like i would make sure in in raising a child you ask them like what do you want you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. like because that is like a skill or like how do you feel because that is a skill that it's like a soft skill it's like not 
you know, and I get it. Like my parents are just like Lin-Manuel Miranda voice immigrants. They get the job done. They were trying to, <laughs> they were trying to just, just make it and be like economically like secure and, and stuff after, you know, moving uprooting. Um, but like, because that was like fucking never crossed and I'm a little salty about this. You know what I mean? Like that was never crossed. So I'm like, yeah, it's like learning how to ride a bike after a long ass time of never even being offered a bike. It's really, it's really painful, you know? So I wholeheartedly agree with you. Yeah. I just want to, you know, want to think about stuff like that. Like I've been feeling weird about the podcast. I think there's parts of the podcast that are good. I think there's good talk that happens and good, you know, I don't know, political rants or whatever. But I think like the thing that weighs down the podcast is like a similar directionless, purposeless nature, Mm. because, you know, we didn't really have a founding premise. And what I tried to do was like, what if we play D and D some of the time? And that's Mm. not really a premise, but also what even meaning that had only made sense in the context of jeff who's not really here so much anymore and so it's like in we're just purposeless and so now i'm insecure about the podcast and anytime anyone says like oh it'd be cool if spencer did this i'd be like yeah i bet it would you fucking piece of shit you know because it's like it's all just interpreted as an attack as opposed to just like helping me either you know navigate the purpose or not and so i was thinking about like trying to come up with like a new a new like premise or direction or thrust of the podcast to be in. And then, and then like, I just was listening to a podcast and it talked about like a branding thing is like, you want to be able to like pitch what's special or unique or good about your shit, be that a product, a website, your, your personal posting brand on Twitter or whatever, you know, it's like just a 15 word or less like distillation of your shit. And like, I was thinking about like, in terms of the, I, like, this is a, this is a weird test to, to spring on you, but you yeah. know, I think you have a really specific voice as like a streamer and content creator, if you can accept mm. that moniker. Uh, and I'm wondering, do you think you would be able to like come up with like a really distilled version about like what your vibe is? Because I really like your vibe on stream and stuff, you know, and I think it is a pretty uh, unique, unique thing, but it's like, what is that? You know? I think I think I have so many things to say about this and sure. it's so relatable and like the stress of like as someone so I had a I had a um show with Chef Kevin of Hollywood Handbook and several other podcast fame yeah and a lot of the struggle in that show was because it was like ultimately premiseless and I was like oh this does not like for me I was like no I don't feel happy about this like our show needs to have a premise for me to feel like it's it's something that we can work on and that I'm like proud of, at least just for me, you know, like, like we're not celebrities. We can't just, the, the, the concept cannot be Conan O'Brien for us. We're just dudes mm-hmm. like, you know, um, but I will say like, I, I've been thinking about this too. Like if I were to sum up my stream, it's like, I, I talk about, you know, we, we play games, but I talk about mental health. I talk about embarrassing stuff. It's like weirdly horny, but I try to make it weird and, and safe for people. And I, I try to play a lot of games with a lot of luck. And I firmly accept that I'm bad at a lot of at a lot of games and skills that I probably should be at. But I think it's really funny. Um, and I try I try to like this is this is this is cheesy, but I try to create like a very funny and safe space. It's very rare that people actually feel safe on the internet. So I'm like, okay. That's what I want to do. I want you to be weird. I'm going to be so weird that you're going to feel okay with being weird. 
let's all be weird together yeah exactly that's the thing that that's what i felt like i think you're distilling it in a really good way but that's like what i was feeling on some level was that like you're like well what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna fall on my sword in public and not be <laughs> mad about it and that's gonna give everyone else the safe space to to be that version where it's not vindictive it's not biting people's heads off it's <laughs> aren't i a silly guy for doing this stupidly and yeah. then and and which is you know i don't mean that in any but no, you know it just it's extremely creates, complimentary I, but but it's like I, it's a very self-effacing you know way to be that's very in like it's very inviting you know like mm. I, I, that's what i think is really cool and uh, like it's interesting because when i was thinking about this before the show i was thinking about like oh i wonder if you guys had a premise for your podcast and what the kind of guiding light is mm. and then hearing a, there wasn't one it was like oh it's interesting because then it's like that's part of what formed the structure right is like you came up with bits and segments it's like i wonder what will people like and that's the similar thing like can i just show you a bunch of things and you tell me it's good and that i'm good you know which is what i think my podcast is and it's like but again it's like it's in why i never wanted a premiseless podcast is because it's like well what the fuck are we doing you know right. because if i know what we're doing we can do it 10 percent or less of the show but it's still at least we're doing it you know you know at least we're drinking one soda per episode <laughs> you know talking about the soda <laughs> yeah yeah i i think too like i i i think you're creative like you and I have a very similar philosophy because it's like, yeah, if we know what we're doing, it's also one small step away from, I know why the audience is listening. Like, mm -hmm. and thus I have a reason to be here. So I was like, I honestly, from a lot of podcast producing, all I learned was how to be a nice guy and how to like send out nice emails and how to organize things on spreadsheets and make Google <laughs> calendar invites. But I was talking to Kevin when we were struggling and we're both like podcast producers. And I remember having the conversation of like, okay, we need to be able to finish the sentence. Welcome to maybe don't every week we blank and we say that at the top of every podcast. So everyone fucking knows so that we fucking know so that it's easier for us to prepare for the show and stuff. And like, I think Kevin is like truly like one of the smartest and creative and the kindest dudes out there for whatever reason are like, Ringo and um, Paul relationship. I'm Ringo. Um, nice. Like, 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 couldn't we couldn't like? I don't want to say that we couldn't because I think we had really good stuff, but like, it was just very difficult to cross this bridge, you know. And that was one of the things we struggled with. Yeah, I think it's 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 hard. I mean, uh, and also just there's so many podcast premises out there too. Then it's like, well, I don't want to do something that veers too close to what other people are doing, uh, right. if for no other reason than to uh, wait off, you know, fend off accusations of that. That'll make me feel uncomfortable, you know. Even like I, I, you know, I think I think I would be fine completely ripping off Doughboys as a base premise of just fast food and, and food reviews. But like more than not being comfortable doing that, I just don't want people to say that you know yeah. it would be annoying like yeah and i don't think i could handle that but hey I, I think and this is like kind of embarrassing because it's admitting that i like tried to do something and failed i i tried to do a podcast called millennial shelter and i'm really proud of the work um but it was like it was after i had gone through like a lot of like um like right like being an assistant for writers rooms and i was like oh you know i actually don't feel really funny right now it's like covid i feel really somber i kind of want to do like a more like journalisty or like a less funny show and i was like i just want to like talk about different topics and do research and i was like um i'll do okay at the start of every show i'll do like act one we're going to talk about this act two is going to be an interview and act three we're going to talk about this so at least i'm like it's no real premise but like here's what you can maybe look forward to as you're listening to this show 
little did I fucking know that it was way too much work for one person. And I like, don't think that it all like, it definitely had its problems and I'm sad and embarrassed that it's still up there, but I'm not making it anymore. So it's kind of like I failed, but ultimately it's okay. Like I'm so, yeah. And I mean, you just like podcasts are eternal. They're like marriages. You either break it off or you do it until you die, you know? So it's yeah. like, I think like ending a podcast isn't necessarily a failure. It's just like, it was a project and, and it outlived its usefulness, you know, mm -hmm. but, but I definitely, I definitely hear what you're saying. Um, and uh, you know, in a lot of ways, I think that happens as a failed podcast. That doesn't mean it's bad necessarily, but I think like the thing that I wanted it to do it's not doing, you know, mm. but uh, we, we unfortunately do have a couple uh, advertisers, so we are going to have to take a quick break. Sure. Uh, we'll be back with more Yusong Lu. Hey guys, it's me, Brick, and I'm here to talk to you about Brick's Shithouse. That's right. Come on down to Brick's Shithouse today. We got shit, fuck, stuff, dick, and our favorite thing fuck <laughs> come on down to brick's shit house eat your shit today in the house use the promo code goblin flakes that's right brick's shit house where shit happens and we're back uh, again, you know, uh, so Kevin has activated the automatic Spotify advertisements, so we're not exactly sure what you're listening to, um, but let us know what you think. You know, we try to target them and we, we try to make sure they're not political uh, because, you know, we don't, you get it, but we're back. We're with you song Lou in the house. What's up? What up, what up? We got Kevin in the, in the field. He's out in the field for some reason. What's up, Kevin? I'm, I'm, I'm out in the field. I mean, I'm enjoying gotta it. You, yeah. you, you got to weigh in, Kevin. You, you haven't talked at all. Do you have any overarching thoughts or, or, or wisdoms to share? Um, all right. So I guess I'm, I'm biased here because I'm on this show, but I like what we're doing. I mean, I would listen to this because it feels like, I don't know, the podcasts I listen to are just really people just chatting, you know? Um, right. Two, three, four people just, just talking about things. Like to me, that's what I listen. To. I, I don't want a, formal strict like we're going to do this and then we're going to do this and we're going to do this mm -hmm. you know but i understand what you're going for there and maybe we do need a lot more structure so i'm, I'm not saying i, I well, it's not even structure it's just a direction like how do we how do you know when you're finished you know like how do we know if we're doing the thing we're doing and i think you're right when we have guests when i'm good at talking to you kevin i think the show is being good but a lot of the show i don't know you know you don't listen to you song but a lot of the show is me ranting for like an hour five and then 10 minutes of kevin is spursed in like interspersed but it's like it really is just me talking and i don't know how many podcasts are just like one person talking like an insane person you know i don't know well i like listening to you I, I i would listen to exactly what you're doing on this show even if i had nothing to do with it yeah i think and like i i think that it is like both i i can see what you're saying in that like um like uh more of a premise would be nice but i can also really appreciate kevin being like oh like Sometimes like, you know, ultimately, at least your host is not uninteresting. At least your host is like extremely interesting. <laughs> and second to that is like, like, oh, yeah, there's there's definitely a spectrum. And I also side with you where like 
I don't like really overproduced podcasts. Like, like totally like, you know, you hear crickets tripping and then fade in. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, like that, that stuff makes me tune out. I like the very informal of like, oh, two people are talking or like friends are talking or, or that too. I think, yeah. Like in terms of like how produced it is, I, I, I agree with you. Like overproduction yeah, like, is kind of a killer. I would love Radiolab if they just stop doing everything they're doing in editing. And it was just literally them talking, you know, yeah. I don't know if any, if both of you have listened to radio lab, but like, there's yeah. just, there's special effects. There's, there, there, there just, there's music cues. There's, it's so edited. It's, so it's tightly, auditory masturbation that it, it's just exhausting for me to listen to. Yeah. Where like when, when Spencer's talking politics or, or, you know, Twitter or anything like that, it, it's obviously not rehearsed. It's not scripted. It's me just honestly believing I'm hearing what Spencer feels, not what an editor made him want to sound like. Right. But I mean, like the, the benefits of the uh, NPR, like they get huge sponsors. I'm talking like Bricks, Shithouse. I'm talking like other other people. And I don't know. I don't know what the Spotify inserted ads are, but I'm just saying like monetarily, it could be something to consider, you know? Yeah. yeah I mean, I know we talked about Bricks, Shithouse before the show, but I don't like revealing my favorite restaurants in the area. You know, I, right. like, I don't want them to get swamped by normies. So that's interesting that you bring that up. But, uh, you know, uh, don't go. Don't go there, you guys. It's uh, the, the people are rude. The people are rude. It's it's incredible that that place is a restaurant. Like I can see like 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 I I mean, I obviously know what it is. Every every cool person in L.A. knows what it is. But like I can see other people list like you know, going up to Brick Shithouse and being like, what is this? Why do you offer dick specifically? Well, you know? yeah. I mean, it's it's weird. What's weird is that usually like a high concept restaurant isn't just serving like various types of like Olive Garden pasta. And then when you start naming it like these weird esoteric things, it's like, well, what are you? Is that a joke? Like, is are you like playing off the concept of like, like nice fine dining or is it like the menu? I, I, you know, I don't I don't know. But it's it's you know but hey yeah we should go <laughs> yeah we could go you know what are you doing after this we could, we could head, yeah. down. Um, we head down kevin uh, can you uh, book a reservation for uh three sure absolutely awesome okay uh i don't i don't know i don't know what else i have we got uh, well, there's something what's what i have so uh, i i do a thing on tiktok i talk about tiktok stuff you talk about TikTok but, uh, slang for the kids. Yeah, I do. That is what I do. Have you and seen I had the? Something... Um, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Have you seen the TikToks of? So Jeremy Strong is like a noted like, like you know, very takes acting super seriously, and people now like take his interview quotes out of context and like caption it with like me when introducing my friends to one of my best friends from college, and it'll be like Jeremy Strong <laughs> describing a a role that he played. And I seriously can't get this out of my head because he's so seriously going, he's, he's jovial. He's like a merry prankster. He's, he's got to like, a, like he's talking so seriously and esoterically about a, about a character. Anyway, that's, that's my TikTok flavor of the week. <laughs> no, I don't think I've been exposed to that. I, I like that. That's very delightful. I think, you know, the funniest thing about memes uh, is just like, these very random juxtapositions that no one would ever come up with. But then when you see them, it's like, that's so crazy, you yeah. know, and especially with like the old image memes, it's like being able to like have this encyclopedia of pictures and then do that and deploy the exact right one with the thing. It's like, that's fucking insane. You know, at least mm -hmm. with TikTok, they kind of give you the clips to work with, but like with the old memes and stuff, it was just like, you just had to have 5,000 images on your computer or yeah, something like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> 
but uh the only thing i wanted to talk about was safety squints you know about safety squints that you saw absolutely not but please i would love to learn so uh sometimes what you do is you put on your safety squints which is to say if you think something scary or alarming or shocking is going to happen on screen you squint your eyes so that you're seeing less of it um it's kind it's it's like the squinting equivalent of putting on safety goggles because on TikTok sometimes there's 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 you know kind of gotcha stuff where it'll just cut to a guy throwing a baseball at the screen and it just kind of startles you because it's really quick you know and so like for instances where someone's expecting something like that then go like i had to put on my safety squints for that one which i don't know it's just like a such a because i do that when i've seen it when i'm like i think this is going to be the baseball thing like because i don't like somehow not seeing it as much is like is making it like track less is like a scary thing coming towards me i don't know but so so that's just the thing that people are doing on tiktok apparently there's like something very like very cute about everyone doing that from the comfort of their own home you know just privately (laughs) doing a safety squint yeah that's yeah yeah that's incredible yeah it's very very strange but you know one of the things we like to do on the podcast is uh talk about news that's right it's time for our news segment uh so that just happened uh kevin do something oh yeah uh so that just happened yeah i don't know that you can maybe cut file this that's our nazis are at it again theme and i think you can maybe file this under the nazis are at it again i don't know not really but you you hear about all this jonah hill stuff you saw no i haven't what what is, what what have, what have they been up to Jonah Hill is uh, in the uh, in the news on social media, tearing up the social media because uh, he was in a relationship with a woman. I can't remember her name. I want to say it's Sarah um, something Bundy. That doesn't sound right. But uh, but they they broke up and she posted his text messages. And it it seems that he was being incredibly controlling Mm. in in several text messages demanding that she take down certain photos of her that he deemed lascivious wow. uh if you look at the photos in question they are not lascivious they they are like uh they're very normal kind of clothes like i i think like even just what you might picture if something if you think of like a jealous boyfriend overreacting like i don't like they're way more chaste than that. They're not, to me, they're not sexualized in any way. They're very much just a person doing a thing, you know? And so, you know, it gets to like control of what people talk about online control of how people post in a relationship and stuff. But the thing is the, the way he was doing it was, was basically kind of saying like, these are my boundaries. And if you don't want to respect them, then uh, we can end the relationship and stuff. And it's just like, it's getting a bunch of people up in arms because people are like, but he communicated his boundaries. Isn't that valid? And other people are like, no, that's like, the thing is like his boundaries are very controlling and coercive behaviors that are very commonly associated with various forms of control and abuse and stuff, you know? So it's, it's not just that, but like, also it's like, Again, I think the specific behaviors are really not good, but let's like imagine that it's a very light version of, of something, you know, where it's a guy feeling uncomfortable about something that is very, you know, revealing or something, you know, like mm-hmm. even if you had a boundary like that or something, the way you would deal with it is by like bringing it up and talking about how you feel and, and like in asking how they feel like, like there's a way to try and navigate boundaries like that, that you might have. And again, they should be good boundaries and not boundaries used as an excuse for control but there is a way to navigate it that's not 
this is my boundary and if you don't like it you could leave like that i'm not like in certain circumstances you know there's there's plenty of times to exercise a boundary like that like in your bedroom and you don't want to do something you know it's like i think sometimes you got to be firm like that but like but but framing it as an ultimatum and framing it as a threat of of ending the relationship is a lot different than like earnestly trying to navigate a situation of discomfort you know and when you get into the language and the nitty-gritty and stuff it just it gets really problematic but you know a bunch of everybody the thing is with victims is that everyone is like well clearly she must have done something wrong and so without even knowing Mm -hmm. a single thing you just kind of knee-jerk defend and that's what's happening but i've noticed a lot of nazis are doing it but you know it is nazi twitter so what do you expect but it's just it's it's really uh i don't know you know it's interesting i've been learning a lot about narcissism and stuff and you just you just see a lot of it i don't know uh do you have any 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 go yeah first and foremost um i would like to prepare i would like to say a statement jonah hill sure picked a weird hill to die on hey and you know this is i mean we should just tell people that you texted me before saying that we were going to talk about this i had the chance to prepare a joke it's not you know i wish i could take credit uh, secondly a friend told me about this i texted that- you three weeks ago that we were going to talk <laughs> about this i got i've been phone freaking i got inside knowledge this is gonna leak you know which was incredible I, and it was it was wonderful to watch the story break um I, it was wonderful to watch the story Yes, and to watch people's lives get ruined and people to be harassed. Oh, I loved it. No, 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 no. Um, I a friend, I was calling a friend and we were talking about like our relationships, and he told me about this thing that his significant other showed him, which is like nonviolent communication. And I don't know, like, I don't want to accidentally like misinterpret it because I have not looked this up online and I don't want to give anyone bad information. But you know how sure. like I'm under the impression that I'm always like, oh, in a relationship, I can only use I statements. Like I feel blah, 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 blah. And so you right. never like attack the other person. But not my like, communication. He was like, no, you can say things like when you do X, I feel Y. And don't mm-hmm. try to lead to any conclusions. Don't try to like make a story or a narrative around it saying like, this is what always happens. And it results in this. It's just when you do X, I feel Y. And, you know, in the future, can we maybe do Z? Like, and and just try to lead a discussion that way. It's a little bit, it's not even firmer. It's just a little bit more, more honest. And I think, yeah, Jonah Hill could certainly use some of this, some of this BS. You know what I mean? It- yeah just like bring it up and say like well, you know what do you think about this or mm-hmm. we're in a relationship where presumably we care about each other's feelings so me bringing this up it's like what do you think is that like it's like yeah not not prescribing not not even really defining exactly you know too far what's what is or isn't done what's important is is the feelings and stuff and and you know hopefully there's 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 middle ground but again like i think that that's in a normal situation but yeah mm-hmm. um so the thing is i, I talked about this on the pat in the past but Jonah Hill actually recently released a documentary about his therapist. And uh, in these text messages, part of it was, you know, him talking about therapy a little bit. And it's like, you know, well, I'm not being abusive because this is actually therapy talk, which is a way that uh, therapists and narcissists Mm. can maneuver. Um, But it's interesting because I watched the movie. I liked the movie and I talked about the movie and I talked about the movie being interesting and helpful. But the thing is, I don't know how much I, I think I talked about some of this, but the thing is like the movie is heavily weighed down by what is clearly an arrogant man's ego mm-hmm. and then seeing this come out it it puts it in such a crazier context because okay here's the thing is that it's it's kind of shot as like oh we're just in this room and we're watching jonah get therapy you know and then at some point let's say 20 30 minutes i don't know and they do like a rug pull where it's holy shit 
they're actually on a green screen and they've been on a green screen this whole time and they aren't actually in the fucking therapist's office. And the reason why is because I, Jonah Hill, don't know how to make this movie. This movie is not being made the way I think it could be made and I'm feeling stress about that. And isn't that a topic of therapy and a thing to talk about for the movie? You know, and so that's like one of the first kind of feet to drop. Uh, well, there's other things, but but the thing is, it's like, but you made it and then you released the movie. So like, don't fucking come to me with your problems about how it's hard to make a movie. I don't give a fuck. Don't make the movie. You decided to, I didn't tell you to make a movie. You decided to make a movie and now you're telling me you don't know how to do that. And I'm supposed to sympathize with you. That's insane. That's an insane expectation. Like, I think like you wouldn't, yeah. if you thought it would reflect poorly on you, I don't think you would leave it in the film, but by leaving in the film, I think it's like, but aren't I a victim of wanting to make this movie and it's like no you aren't another thing that happens is like pretty early on like uh the the therapist goes uh do you do you want to talk about your brother and he's like no i don't want to do that and like that's kind of like an arc that they track because at the end of the movie he's like i think i'm ready to talk about my brother so it comes across as this really falsified version of like a breakthrough in therapy happening to use as an arc for this movie which is the thing oh. about the movie is his therapist seems really interesting and anytime you're seeing the therapy you're seeing like jonah hill make something about himself when the audience just wants to know more about this interesting therapist and his ideas about therapy and so anytime he's on screen i'm like dude shut up let me see the guy the, the, the movie is called stutz the guy's named stutz it's a movie about stutz let me fucking listen to this guy you know and then towards the end uh he like quote unquote reconciles with his mom but like how it comes off is he's basically like you know i just think that it's your fault that i have body issues and you're really bad and it's like again i think there's like a way to do that in a way that celebrates therapy it feels like a, a breakthrough or something but the way it was like it just feels like he trotted that out to like blame her for a bunch of things and use that as the emotional catharsis of the whole movie like that was the climax and it's like mm -hmm. all of these things feel like such this narcissistic arrogant perspective on how an audience is going to see you in the silver screen that was just every single one of it was a huge miscalculation and to me it feeds in really well with this idea of him using therapy language as a means of control and acting like he can't see i don't know it was just very again because i liked the movie but this was something i clocked at the time and so this new context is like man this movie was fucking crazy <laughs> like i don't know i, think, I definitely I think... recommend it but hey. <laughs> That's there's the good there's good therapy tips there but it's from the guy it's not from you know but what were you gonna say yeah i, I was like using the therapy to talk as a means to like be like a controlling partner is like beating someone to death with like a head of lettuce. It's like, <laughs> you're supposed to like lettuce. Lettuce is healthy for you. This can't hurt us. But like, yeah, you can, if you throw it at someone, like you could probably do some, some damage. It's, it's not impervious. And then, yeah. But, and then what you're talking about of like him, like <laughs> him, like how he thinks people will respond to the movie is very like, um, you know, like celebrity imagine video during the pandemic of like, oh, people are going to love this. And then because people are going to care, people are going to care. And then it's like <laughs> the, the fact that you thought people would care is actually the problem. It's like really this is really not good well i just like even just the people will care about this and people this will be good or whatever it's like there's the impression that is like well i gotta do something because i'm the person that things that that make things happen you know and it's like mm -hmm. 
well do something then don't fucking do the most nothing thing possible and be like well i guess it's up to me it's like no what's up to you is like to say like wear a fucking mask or something you know it's like <laughs> but they're like no what what real america really needs is to see my singing face you know it's like it's fucking right. insane yeah ugh, ugh, i don't know do you man. do you see yourself as jonah hill like because you've been like worried about the narcissism thing like do you compare yourself to jonah hill like are you worried no no i don't know i just i've always thought he the thing is he's just he, in interviews and stuff he comes he comes off bad you know <laughs> like he just yeah he doesn't like i've just there's here's the thing there's all these people that are famous and because someone's famous you have to like them you know you have to support them because they're famous i saw super bad jonah hill was great and super bad he must be a good guy no that's why is that why are you making that you watched a thing someone was good in the thing that's all you don't have to like or dislike them you could just you know and so i think like people want to believe famous people that are they that are put in front of them must be likable and good and so as a result we got to support and root for them but it's like no you don't you can just watch these people not form character judgments and not get upset when they're bad because a lot of people are bad it's like if you want a baseline assumption assume they're not very good you know and then go from there but like assuming that anyone put in front of the tv screen is like a good person and then getting mad when they're not a good person it's like that's your fault you know which is not to say that it's like oh no one should be surprised they should it's like this has nothing to do with it but it's like i feel like people want it then makes it about is this person likable is this person guilty or not and it's like you only feel like that because you're invested in this person maybe being good and you feel betrayal about that but that's that's something you did that's not like like it's not like well, they're all liars you know yeah. that's their job is to lie and to to a, a seem charming that doesn't mean that they're good people that kind of means that they have the skills to be worse people if they wanted to you know yeah i think like there's a staggering uh, lack of like media literacy edu education yeah. in the u.s you know i mean the u.s mm -hmm. is like huge so there's like a wide slew of stuff like it's it's on the one hand i'm like yeah like the people that should know better like you really should know better and then there's other people who i'm like <laughs> i can't even be that mad at you because i'm not sure you know about the existence of writers and i and i like i think that you might think that the people on big bang theory like just come up with that like on their own like the actors might come up with it on their own you know yeah yeah and so like i can't even be that mad at you because you've done nothing wrong and so like you liking jonah hill like ah uh, you don't like no you haven't given the opportunity to like fuck up but you know yeah like people aren't taught about like actors and stuff and i think it should be probably uh, at least mentioned in in schools to be like critical of stuff so that people don't get into idol worship and then get ultimately super disappointed or coerced or manipulated like yeah it's it's messed up the things that the things that seeing someone on a big screen will do to a, a brain yeah i mean i think that's a really healthy way to look at it it sounds like it's it's a way that you don't get super pissed all the time which is you know good because i just get super pissed all the time i i i i've stopped like i've stopped reading the news because like i didn't know about the titanic sub until like i was streaming one day and then someone told me about it um and i think it's just because like no it makes me really fucking upset like it just really mm -hmm. makes me upset and i can't I can't do it. I because I love righteous indignation. I love righteous indignation. And every time I'm watching, like every time I end up on YouTube at like 3 a.m. watching like conservative gets owned by liberal debate. Like, like I just know that I'm like, oh, you're in a terrible spot mentally. You're in a terrible spot mentally. You know, like that's that's a sign that you need to 
you need to like talk to a friend that you haven't talked to in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes TikTok serves me Karen videos, which is mm-hmm. Karen is getting mad and often, you know, getting told off or something. And then for whatever reason, the ag- algorithm associates that with like cop filming videos, some of which are pro cop and some of which are a guy being like, I know my rights and like making a cop look like an asshole, you know, but like, I don't like that stuff, but when you see it, it's like it gets my adrenaline pumping that I'm just gripped and I need to like watch it. And so that fucks the algorithm. And then I'm just seeing a ton of just, and then it's just people taking photos of like homeless people and getting mad, you know, and the comments are uh, things that people should be put to death for saying online. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's just like it gets, it's just really hateful, uh, really quick, just because like I'm watching a carrot get mad and I I don't know what's going to happen, you know, and it's, uh, I think it's, it's again, very healthy that you, uh, have the, have the strength to, to cut yourself off from that, you know? Oh, I fully expect to like fail over and over for the rest of my life. Like I'm, I'm it's because it like it activates the same part of my brain that it's activating for you where it's like, I literally can't look away. It makes me feel angry. It makes me feel, sometimes it makes me feel like justice has been served, which is a really delicious feeling that you don't get a lot of the time because in my real life, I am pretty fucking powerless. So like it's, it's so captivating. It's so captivating to watch that like struggle, you know, like that, that power dynamic at play. Yeah. Kevin posted some shit into the chat. What the fuck did you do, Kevin? Uh, Fade to Slack writes, I laugh way more during Harmontown, but I like that that happens more, or I like that happens more because Spencer's continually trying to be the best version of himself. Spencer's good enough. He just needs to become comfortable in own own skin. That's an insult. Thank you for the insult. And book guests very regularly, uh, regularly until he's a nerd fandom version of Mark Merritt. Now, you can, you've been a producer, Yusong. You can weigh in. I don't... I don't want to book guests. That seems like mm. that seems like a hassle. Is that my job? Is that is that Kevin's job? Is that your job? I think it was like so. I mean, I'll, I'll just like talk really candidly about this now. When I see <laughs> Doughboys and like the stuff that like Emma and Amelia are doing for the show, I'm like, yeah, that's what a producer should be doing. Like when I watch when I watch Kevin like work at other shows, I'm like, oh man, like yeah, like he's actually like pitching segments and like doing creative input. And like, don't get me wrong, that shit is 100% on my resume, but that is not stuff that I normally did. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And and so like, I think it all depends on like what you want, because when I was on Doughboys, like Nick and Mitch were just booking the guests. I was just like, okay, you're booked. Let me just get everyone in a room and, you know, occasionally do something. And the, the it's it's hard. I think it's it, it's it all depends on like what you ultimately want the show to be, which I know is something that like you've expressed that you're like constantly thinking about and so it's 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 really i i i just want to say that it's really hard to be in your shoes right now like genuinely yeah yeah it sucks to be me and speaking of things that are hard about my life i i i really have to take care of a five second emergency kevin do you want to talk to you song for a very short amount of time i'll be right back sure kevin i had a question i i was so scared that this whole time because i have listened to the show um that I should maybe be talking to you. Have I been have I been rude this whole time? No, you have not. Okay. I, I yeah. I don't know. I like being on the show, but I also like I just get so enthralled listening to Spencer that I'm probably not the right person for this position because I will happily just sit here and listen to Spencer for an hour, which Spencer hates, but I love. And I'm realizing the listeners probably don't like either. You know, I should probably chime in occasionally. Um, I, but an interesting quirk, a technical quirk that I, I keep probably leaning on too hard is that if i talk because i'm the one hosting this 
I stomp on everyone else's audio the moment I, I, <laughs> I make any sound. So anytime I talk, I just cut off whoever's talking. Right, and because right. of the delay, it's, it sounds really awkward and weird and everything else. So that's, that, that's one of the reasons why I'm a little bit quieter than I probably should be. Mm-hmm. Thank you for, yeah. thank you for clearing that up. I think I but, heard most of that. Uh, what's up? Uh, you were going to say something, Kevin. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I was just leaning said, on my, but my you, what were you? Okay. All right. You know, oh, I'm sorry. It's my fault. I shouldn't have done that to you. Um, so I have here a pair of athletic shorts and I, uh, they got stuck in some part of the dryer and was making a terrible sound. And I was like, well, I can't just let the dryer keep doing that. Something very bad's about to happen. So I, I had to pull them out. Uh, but, and so I'm sorry that that affected the podcast, but it sounds like you guys are good. You guys should do the podcast, you know, like, uh, it's good. Like I like listening to you guys talk. It's awesome. You know, uh, Kevin, that's the thing is I just, I'm addicted to speaking, you know, I'm a piece of shit and, and I want Kevin to talk more, but, but I also want to talk over Kevin in any specific circumstance that exists, you know? So. Yeah, sure. Well, one day your internet connection is going to die five seconds before we start. And I'm just gonna have to wing it for 10 minutes and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you won't just put on something else as an emergency. You definitely uh, do that. Uh, all right, maybe, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I would attempt to cover. I mean, there was the one week. I mean, this was like two years ago where we you canceled kind of last minute and I had already like promoted the show. So I came on for like 10 minutes and talked and just went, okay, we're going to show a, a repeat. So I had to fill time because the repeat we were going to show was too short. So I, I was I, I furious about that. I was like, how dare he <laughs> fucking editorialize on my absence? without my say boy i didn't you know like i didn't do any of i don't lay i didn't approve of any of this you know uh no i'm kidding uh yeah i it reminds me of like um i don't know this reminds me of so when i was an intern at feral audio when harman tom was still at like nerd melt um this is way back uh dustin tried to get me on stage for for dungeons and dragons and i was like i was very shy at the time but only because I thought I was supposed to be shy. You know what I mean? Like, like you know how there's like sociopaths that, and I say that so pejoratively and so facetiously, I like networking events. I don't know. Like I've met people at networking events who have like been like, oh, can I come? Like to an uninvited thing. Like I've been talking to someone else about like a, a thing and they're like, can I come? And it's just like so brazen. And like, yeah. in my mind, it's such a faux pas. But I, it, it, I was just thinking, and this is not a, it's not even a question. I was just reminiscing about, oh, what would it have been if I was a little bit more brazen? Like, what would that have necessarily looked like? Would it have been good or bad? You would have I been see the a next lot of Spencer. Growth. Sorry. No, you go, Kevin. Um, I, I see a lot of growth in you, at least from my experience with you back in the nerd melt harmontown days i only met you a few times there but yes i think you only said maybe three words the five times i met you yeah i think that was because i was like holy shit like this is um i know like this doesn't happen like to english majors english majors don't get jobs that they <laughs> they want like my parents like you know they my parents think i'm gonna die like my parents like have l- so little faith in me like this this doesn't this doesn't happen so i was like the whole time really fucking petrified of screwing it up and and that results in like that results in just like a paralysis where i wish i just would have said anything i wish i had even made more mistakes i wish i had just been a little bit more 
outgoing, but it's like impossible to learn those lessons if it's your first time doing it. You know, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that a hundred percent. And I, I don't know. You know, I think it would have been really good if you, you know, if you went on the D and think it would have been great, and we would have wanted you back. It would have been great. I don't know. You know, maybe they wouldn't have wanted you back just because no one really cared about the D and um, But I did. But I would have wanted you back. Um, and then really you know, nice. then Harmontown never would have ended. I don't think. You know. So. <laughs> oh fuck! My Twitter replies. <laughs> <laughs> no but i you know i i agree with kevin though i think you know i i assume it's probably streaming right but i think yeah. i think yeah you've you've become very gregarious in a very attractive way you know like oh, i thanks. think again it's like this very good energy that that draws people in you know that's really kind i wish the um no that's just really fucking kind i'm not gonna i'm gonna try not to shit on shit endlessly on myself because someone said something nice that's really kind yeah i i i'm I was a way different person back then. I was really scared. And now I've realized like, no, you kind of have to be loud if you ever want to do anything you sung. So just try to be loud and don't, don't be mean. So exactly. That's the thing is that I tried, but I fail. I'd be mean a lot, but uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, you were talking about shitting on yourself. I'm shitting on yourself. Are you talking about celebrating your birthday at bricks shit house? Oh, what the fuck? That's our show. Everybody. <laughs> uh i don't know patreon.com slash the sixler give me money find my purpose help me find my purpose my patreon also doesn't have a purpose we got to get purposeful in this bitch and i think we will um what about you you song you got you got where can people help you uh prove your parents wrong i don't yeah, know yeah fuck yeah you can you can help me prove my parents wrong at twitch.tv slash why you underscore song you can search why you underscore song on youtube i do i do daily like let's play videos um i have a very like i resent my community for being way funnier than me like every comment is like one of my inside jokes but it's been yes ended in a way that makes me feel like fucking embarrassed so you know i hope to i hope to see you there you can help me you can help me there but thanks for having me on the show guys i really liked it yeah man it's always great we gotta you know we gotta have you back we gotta have you back all the time i'm sure there's people being like you song should should come on all the time and i i think you know most of the times that gets me really mad but if, if people were to say that i don't think it would um so yeah uh what about Thanks. you kevin kevin's got some stuff yeah no problem man um just check out shrubhomevideo.com every sunday um we've got like six hours worth of new shows every sunday ranging from abeds to tallies to this show to real life sci-fi and then like tonight uh rob Traub has a brand new episode of primitive cgi theater so just shrobhomevideo.com check us out on sundays yeah and i've been trying to do food videos i would like to be a food influencer but i'm probably gonna have to stop soon because i'm getting too fat i gotta become like a fitness influencer for a while or something. <laughs> but uh you know check check out my youtube for stuff i just started a new series called eating food in the neighborhood <laughs> spencer what do you what do you, what is your youtube channel uh i think it's youtube.com slash the sixler okay uh, i don't know though. i'll search the sixler I'll, I'll find it I think it is though. I think it's like slash. I think I got really lucky or whatever, but who can say? Nice. Uh, certainly not the person who would benefit from knowing this information. Um, but hey, you know, we like to end the podcast the same way we do every week. So until next time, shit with Satan. Remember that, Kevin? Remember we used to say <laughs> that. That that used that to be was, kind of a regular catchphrase. Go ahead. That go was ahead. our catchphrase, yeah. I, I missed forgot. That. Yeah. It was the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>